Today is Thursday, April 29th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. We'll start off with that weather command forecast. There is going to be a fire weather watch in effect for Hill and Blaine counties. This is from noon to 9 p.m. on Friday. Due to warm temperatures, gusty winds, and low relative humidity, with temperatures as high as the low 80s and winds 20 to 30 miles an hour gusting up to 50 miles an hour, combined with relative humidity as low as 10%, critical fire weather conditions will be possible tomorrow. High fire growth potential is possible. Once again, fire weather watch for Hill and Blaine counties tomorrow from noon to 9 p.m. In addition, Valley and Phillips counties will also have a fire weather watch from noon on Friday to 9 p.m. on Friday. For the rest of your Thursday, breezy and mostly cloudy. Highs in the mid-70s, west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy in the evening, then becoming partly cloudy. Lows 45 to 50, west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour, with gusts up to 30 miles an hour in the evening. Friday, windy, mostly cloudy in the morning, becoming partly cloudy. Highs 80 to 85, southwest winds 15 to 25 miles an hour, increasing to west winds 25 to 35 miles an hour in the afternoon. Friday night, breezy, mostly cloudy in the evening, then becoming partly cloudy. Lows 45 to 50 with west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Saturday, breezy and cooler. Partly cloudy with highs 65 to 70. West winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Saturday night, colder and mostly cloudy. 20% chance of rain. Lows 35 to 40. Sunday, mostly cloudy. 50% chance of rain. Highs 55 to 60. Sunday night, mostly cloudy. Lows 30 to 35. Monday, partly cloudy. 20% chance of rain. Highs 55 to 60. Monday night, mostly cloudy. Lows 35 to 40. Tuesday, mostly cloudy. 40% chance of rain. Highs around 60. And Tuesday night and Wednesday, mostly cloudy. Lows around 35. With highs around 60. The Fort Belknap. Indian Community has been honored with the Parker Gentry Award from the Field Museum in Chicago for their conservation efforts in helping restore prairie wildlife such as swift foxes, bison, and black-footed ferrets to northern Montana. The award was presented in a webinar Wednesday afternoon. Fort Belknap President Andrew Work Jr. joined the ceremony to accept the award. Our priority has always been our, our land and what comes with it and the other living beings that we share with our land here. Uh, you know, and that was even before, obviously, this uh, reservation was established. State Senator Mike Fox, a former Fish and Wildlife Director for Fort Belknap, also spoke during the ceremony. Over the years, people have always asked me, why are you bringing these animals back, you know, that were gone all this time? We have other problems, other areas to look at. And I've always told them, you know, it's like a, a missing family member. We have to bring them back into our lives, you know, to, to make us complete as well. The other organization honored with this year's Parker Gentry Award was the American Prairie Reserve, which is in the process of creating a multi-million acre nature reserve in central and eastern Montana. The Montana Department of Commerce has announced the awarding of $750,000 in tourism grant award funding to strengthen local economies in 26 communities by enhancing tourism and recreation assets. 35 projects were awarded grants, including several along the High Line and North Central Montana. Some of these projects include the Glacier County Historical Society, which is receiving over $31,000 to recreate the historic local point drive-in diner through an exhibit and program. The Fort Benton Chamber of Commerce, which is receiving over $16,000 to upgrade and remodel the Visitor Center Public Restroom. 
the city of Glasgow, which is receiving over $16,000 for phase three of their wayfinding project. Great Falls received two different grants. One is for the Great Falls Business Improvement District, and it's over $84,000 for a comprehensive wayfinding system. The other is going to the Great Falls Area Chamber of Commerce. It's a $6,000 grant to create a safe-use Missouri River map for the city. In Haver, Beneath the Streets, Inc. is receiving $9,400 for a project that includes website development. The Montana State Parks Foundation is receiving over $22,000 to develop a virtual showcase of state parks in eastern Montana. The Seiko Chamber of Commerce and Agriculture is receiving over $32,000 to develop the Seiko Chamber Rodeo Grounds and Arena. And the city of Shelby is receiving $4,500 for welcome signage near their west entrance. This Montana Department of Commerce program awards funds on an annual basis. Eligible entities include city and county entities, nonprofits, and tribal entities. If you want more information on this program, you can go to marketmt.com. Moving on to our penultimate Haver School Board Trustee Candidate Profile. After working for 40 years as a special education teacher and school psychologist for Haver Public Schools before retiring, Lorraine Larson says her knowledge of the district makes her a worthy trustee. I needed to work closely with the team, communicate with the administrator, the teachers, and the special education staff. I got along well with the staff and students, and I just feel that I can continue to provide that experience and knowledge. Larson says her top priorities include ensuring student safety and quality of education. Showing our support for the teachers and administrators is another important fact, and the students, our decisions will help in determining the progress they make, and continued progress is also a very important position that I hold. Larson has been serving as a trustee since February after being appointed to fill the position that Ed Hill vacated, and is competing against four other candidates for two open three-year terms on the school board. The election is set for Tuesday, May 4th. And a reminder, if you aren't registered to vote, that because of a new state law recently passed through the legislature, you must register to vote by noon the day prior to the election. So for the upcoming school board elections, please remember you must register by noon on this upcoming Monday, May 3rd. To register, you can head to your county courthouse. Lawmakers in a conference committee Wednesday finalized House Bill 632, directing $2 billion in federal cash to projects across the state. The U.M. Legislative News Service reports the federal government already earmarked the majority of the money in the American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA, but it still needs to be allocated to specific projects. Kalispell Republican Representative Frank Garner, the bill's sponsor, said he was happy with the bill. We're going to be, as I've said before, building bridges to our future, the kind of things that should last for decades. Cities and counties will have to apply for ARPA funds through a board and the Department of Natural Resources and Conservation. Buffalo Republican Senator Ryan Osmondson thanked the legislative staff who worked on the tight deadline with many moving parts. Uh, Julie certainly did a ton of work, but I know Joe and Quinn and, and all of our fiscal staff downstairs have just done an amazing job. The bill now moves to a final series of votes on the House and Senate floors. Before we take a look at local COVID updates for today... We've got a brief fire report for you. A grass fire was reported in North Haver yesterday at 4.41 p.m. at 11th Avenue North. The Haver Fire Department was among those on the scene. They sent two engines and seven people. There were no structures and no injuries, no causes known at this time, and the size of the fire was 8 to 10 acres, but all that burned was grass. Now moving on to those local COVID-19 updates for today. We'll start with Hill County, which reported no new cases no new recoveries, and one hospitalization discharge. Total case count for Hill County, 1,960. 
8 Interactive with 1 hospitalization, 1,908 recoveries, 44 deaths. Over in Blaine County, yesterday they reported two new COVID cases and one recovery. Total COVID-19 cases for Blaine County, 762 overall, 9 active, 729 recoveries, 24 deaths. Over in Phillips County, they don't have a case update to provide, but they do have an announcement. They are having a walk-in clinic for their Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine today. That clinic runs all the way until 5 p.m., and it's at their office at 105 South 2nd Street in Malta. Over in Liberty County, they also have vaccine available and are actively scheduling. If you want to call for an appointment in Liberty County, call 759-5517. Over in Shoto County, there was no COVID update provided over the last 24 hours, but we'll make sure to pass updates along once they're provided. Turning to state news, taking a look at the daily COVID-19 update from the state for today. Today, the state of Montana reported 179 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 108,663. Active case count 1,015, active hospitalizations 54, death toll 1,570. Counties with the most new cases today, Gallatin 47, Cascade 33, Yellowstone 23, Flathead 20. And looking at the vaccine update from the state, total COVID-19 vaccine doses administered 705,044, with 320,384 Montanans fully immunized. The state of Montana has filed a motion to dismiss a deliberate homicide charge against a domestic violence victim's advocate in the shooting death of her ex-husband, but prosecutors want to leave open the possibility of refiling the charge. Rachel Bellison was charged in the October 2020 death of her ex-husband, Jacob Glace. She reported he tried to rape her. Defense attorney Lance Jasper has said Bellison was convinced to meet her ex-husband that night because he had threatened to harm one of their children. Jasper says he will argue for dismissal without the right to refile at Bellison's next court appearance which is scheduled for May 25th. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte has proposed amendments to a bill that seeks to prevent discrimination based on the vaccine status of employees. The bill that passed both houses would have prohibited employers from requiring vaccinations as a condition of employment. Gianforte's amendment clarifies that employees can volunteer their vaccine records and that employers can take reasonable accommodations, such as requiring masks for people who are not vaccinated or don't divulge their vaccine status. Nursing homes are exempt from the bill if compliance would violate federal guidance. The House approved the governor's amendments Wednesday. The Senate is scheduled to take them up today. Months after President Joe Biden snubbed Canadian officials by canceling the Keystone XL pipeline, a showdown over a second crude oil pipeline threatens to further strain ties between the two neighbors. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has set a May 12th deadline for Canadian energy company Enbridge to shut down its Line 5, which delivers oil from Alberta to refineries in the U.S. Midwest and eastern Canada. Whitmer agrees with environmentalists who consider the pipeline an environmental hazard, mostly because one 68-year-old section crosses a channel linking two Great Lakes. Canadian officials say closing the pipeline would hurt the economy and cost jobs in both countries. And now taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $6.46. Spring wheat, $6.53. Blaine County, $6.36 for winter wheat and $6.48 for spring wheat. Liberty County, $6.51 for winter wheat and $6.53 for spring wheat. Shoto County, $6.46 for winter wheat, $6.53 for spring wheat. And Phillips County, winter wheat 631, spring wheat 643. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Maya L. Alvarez, also known as White Eagle Child, 
20, passed away at her Coolidge, Arizona residence on Wednesday, April 21st. Wake services begin today at 1 p.m. and continue until our funeral service, which begins at 11 a.m. on Friday, April 30th, all at Our Savior's Lutheran Church with Father Joseph Tran officiating. Burial to follow in the Monto Family Cemetery. Keith A. Maristuin, 68, died peacefully on Sunday, April 18th with his children by his side. A private funeral will take place at First Lutheran Church. The family invites you to join the burial service Saturday, May 1st at 2 p.m. at Highland Cemetery in Haver. Memorials to Keith may be sent to Special Olympics Montana, Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp, and First Lutheran Church. And that does it for your Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and Highline Today. Have a great rest of your Thursday, stay safe out on those roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.